What's up and welcome to Wait Hold Up Podcast with Jessica Molina and Yarel Ramos, your, your new, new besties. besties. Hi. Hola. Each week, tune in as we have unfiltered conversations about careers, relationships, wellness, feminism, and of course, we'll often be joined by guests you either know or should know who will share their humor, knowledge, and their very own Wait Holds Up moments with us. Here at Wait Hold Up, we want you to feel like you found your crew, your girls who you can do life with. Listen, it's a crazy world out there, and we can all use some help in our efforts to live our best lives. We don't have all the answers, but we're down to figure it out together. Thanks for listening. Here's our latest episode of Wait, Hold Up. everybody hey welcome back how's it going we hope that you all loved last week's episode with it was Rosie. so good just i'm so proud of you ah, that interview was amazing too. it was amazing it was so refreshing honestly to just be able to talk to her and have her just open up and be so vulnerable and i think that's why you know i'm really excited also about today's because we're also touching on a really sensitive topic absolutely and a topic that we uh like I myself personally don't know much about um and but I'm very curious about it I know you are as well uh and I know it's it's been a topic of conversation lately for a lot of women yes so today we're going to be talking about IVF we're so curious and we're so excited because today with us we have Gracie Mercedes Gracie is a fashion blogger she's an actress a writer a producer and today we get to pick her brain because Gracie recently on her social media decided to open up to her 80,000 plus followers about her journey with IVF and I believe this is her second time undergoing the procedure or I don't even know if it's procedure is the right word but we're gonna find out all the details because Gracie's here to school us and let us know what's going on what's up Gracie hey <laughs> what's up ladies thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me this is really exciting I'm excited to talk about this stuff actually yeah so mm-hmm. I guess initially the question is like did you were you as open on your at first time, and why did you choose to be so open to everyone this time? I was not. By the time I actually spoke about this on my Instagram and my blog, I actually wrote on about it on my blog first. Mm-hmm. Um, I had already been going through the process for two and a half years. Oh wow! Um, and it just felt like you know, blogging is a weird thing where you share a lot, but you also have to decide how much you want to share. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like I was keeping something from my followers or almost like lying to people about how like great my life is yeah um so it was something I just decided you know what I'm just gonna share this and see what happens and the response was insane it was incredible because I got so many messages and comments and emails from people from women mostly who either went through the same process had a friend going through the same process had a daughter going through the same process um different levels different stages different experiences and so I realized wow this is actually an important topic that I should be open about because women need to know that they're not alone it's super common and it gets more common the more women become like these independent entrepreneurs like I don't want to get married and have kids at 25. And especially because I also feel that in like the Latino community Mm -hmm. and even even as much as we're like oh my god these the millennials or these, you know, young people now are thinking differently. No, there's still so many questions, so many like doubts, things like you're afraid to even bring up around the people that you grew up with. Mm-hmm. You're from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, your family is um, Dominican. Mm-hmm. And you got, how, how old were you uh, when you got married? I was older. I was 35 when I got married mm-hmm. or 36. And I was with my husband's from 29 on. But we took a long time to get married. We took about six years. Um, But, you know, in my family, I do come from a Latin family. My mom had children her whole life. I mean, she had me as a teenager, which was another reason why my whole life I was like, I can't get pregnant. I don't want to have kids right right away. And then she remarried and had more kids. So she had kids from the age 17 to 38. Oh, my God. (laughs) With relatively no issues. Like, she was Mm -hmm. fine. Um, and then she I was found very fertile for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then I found out that my grandmother's mother had her at 45 
in DR in like the 40s. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? So when I heard this, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I won't have any problem. I never really thought about like getting pregnant or it being possibly hard. So you didn't, I mean, when you were with your boyfriend or when you were younger, you mm-hmm. didn't want to have kids or No, I did? did. I, you know, it's funny. I remember when I was like 26, 27, it was the when I felt my clock ticking the most, ironically, and that was before I had a boyfriend, and I got a dog. (laughs) And my dog was amazing. I still have my dog, and he's the best dog in the world. And he kind of filled this, like, feeling of, oh, I want to take care of somebody. Right. And then, you know, my, my husband and I dated for a while, got married, and it was around that time where I was like, yeah, I should really start thinking about this. But also around that time, my blog picked up, I started seriously pursuing acting and things started coming for that from that. And I just kind of got busy and mm. didn't really think about it too much. And it wasn't until 36, 37, I was like, ooh, I should probably, you know, start thinking about this and talk to my OBGYN and all that stuff. Um, Prior to that, your OB had never asked you or no? No, but also I, I didn't see the same OB all the time. Like I yeah. wasn't very good mm-hmm. about going to the same doctor Damn, yeah you know <laughs> especially too. as yeah. an actor or as a freelancer you don't have insurance all the time or you yeah. have insurance that changes yeah. and so I yeah I didn't really I wasn't really as responsible as I could have been um so then at about 36 37 my husband and I were like all right let's do this like I'm not getting any younger let's try to make a baby <laughs> and a month later, I got pregnant, and we were like, "Holy shit!" Like we were just both like, "Oh wow, okay, this is amazing. It worked, like no problem." And were you like on birth control before? I or? wasn't. No. I wasn't mm-hmm. on birth control before. I hadn't been on birth control for a really long time because I get migraines, and so they don't suggest you being on birth control when you get chronic mi- yeah. migraines. Um, but you know, we had other methods of being safe, right. um, and so <laughs> which we were clearly effective, <laughs> <laughs> which were clearly effective. And so then. Um, as soon as we weren't safe, that happened. And I was like, okay, great. But then at six weeks, I had a miscarriage, which is a pretty early miscarriage, mm-hmm. which I feel fortunate because I didn't ever hear a heartbeat or anything like that. It still sucks. It's a horrible thing for women to have to go through. Um, I feel like people are curious like what it's like. And physically, it just feels like the worst period of your life. Mm. It's like crampy and horrible. But emotionally, it's horrible. It's like devastating. You just feel like, yeah. It's your fault. Like, what did you do? What's wrong with you? You get to go through this whole emotional roller coaster. Right. So that sucked. So then after that, my OB did say, like, well, this is a good news. You you know you can get pregnant. Okay, cool, great. So then we waited, um, or not waited, we kept trying. Were you hesitant at all afterwards? Like, was after the fir- your miscarriage, mm-hmm. was there any part of you that was like, do I want to continue to do this? At that point, no. At that point, I was like, okay this sucks but I kind of knew how common miscarriages were mm-hmm. so I was like you know that it is what it is let's just move on and I think we waited maybe two months I think you, you're supposed to wait like a month or two before trying yeah again um and cut to a year goes by and we were actively trying to get pregnant and I didn't get pregnant so I was like oh shit here we go so I went to see my OB again, and he suggested going to a fertility specialist at that point. I went to see my fertility specialist, and they run a bunch of tests before you even consider IVF or whatever you want to try to do. Um, And I found out that I had a fallopian tube that was like uh, 60% blocked. I had a fibroid in my uterus, and I had endometriosis. Oh, my my God. (laughs) Exactly. And these are all things that like – a normal pap smear wouldn't detect. So unless you're actually looking for it or have severe symptoms or issues, you might not know you have any of these things. Wow. So once I found out I had all that, he suggested um, surgery. I have a what's called a laparoscopy where they like kind of cut into you and get all that stuff out of the camera. Very, yeah, it's very, very, very advanced and scientific. Very advanced. <laughs> That's about the extent. I just know I was put under and that happened. Um, so I did that in November of 2016. And the plan was you do this, you get better, you heal, whatever, and then we can try IVF. And so we did that. Long story short, first round of IVF didn't work in the sense that what happens is you do the injections for 10 to 12 days. You get shot up at home run injections. And stop me if... This is confusing at all. 
okay. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, following. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. like, yeah, yeah. Okay. But they're injections of like uh, hormones, hormones, different hormones, okay. and you do it in your belly. Um, you do it yourself. You do it yourself. Some people prefer Ooh. their partner to do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Mm-mm. you can sit and watch, but I'm going to do this because yeah. I'm a control freak. And I was like, I don't want someone else sticking a needle inside me. Um, but they're, they're pretty small. They're not like super scary. It's more overwhelming. Like you get all this stuff that you have to do on your own. And you're just like, I just remember being in the doctor's office and the nurse is like teaching me how to do this stuff. And I'm like, they trust us to go home and do this. Yeah. Like yeah, I, that's, that's, you know what I mean? crazy. it's crazy. crazy. So, um, you do that for 10 to 12 days and then you have what's called the egg retrieval. Um, and that's basically the day that you and your partner go in, you as a woman are sedated while they remove, um, your eggs from your body through your vagina. So it's no like incisions or anything like that. Um, you're put under so you don't really feel anything mm-hmm. when you come back you're kind of out of it and <laughs> super drugged out and yeah. then um while that's happening your husband gives his sample or your partner gives their sample question yeah did damien ever get um tested for his fertility yes they um your fertility doctor will absolutely when you get all your testing done your husband also has to get all his testing done to make sure you know it's not his issue yeah or a combined of issue yeah. combination of issues um so he was good and normal for his age um so that wasn't an issue which is good you don't want to both have issues mm-hmm. my issue was more um egg quality and you know as you get older your egg quality gets worse so as women were born with the same amount of eggs that we're gonna have for our life mm-hmm. but the older you get the older your eggs get so they're mm-hmm. not as great as when you're 25 right. yeah. PSA, (laughs) women out there, go freeze your eggs if you can afford it. And some places, like I heard Google, I think it is, and certain big corporations are now paying for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I think is super smart. All right, we need to go get a job at Facebook. (laughs) I know. Yeah, and like, and I know a couple women who have done it. It just will save you a lot of heartache later because honestly, because you never know, right? You never know, and. You know, women can carry babies a lot longer, a lot older than they can have good egg quality, if that makes sense. So it really is about the quality of your eggs. So if you freeze them ahead of time, you have those options. Um, So anyway, okay, egg retrieval day comes. They got eight eggs from me, which is a decent number. Um, And then what happens is they put the egg and sperm together. That's the IVF part. You find out the next day how many embryos have formed. Um, In that case, we had five embryos. And now the embryos have five days to mature. And in that five days, you're hoping they're going to mature to be viable embryos. And at the end of the five days, you find out yes or no. Um, Unfortunately, at that first round, none of our five embryos made it to the end. So none of them are viable. And another thing that happens when you're older is that you can opt to test the embryos for genetic testing. Mm -hmm. So if they were to make it to five days, they will then be tested for like genetic diseases um, they'll know, they can even tell if they're more or less likely to miscarry. Like mm. it's kind of amazing. The science wow. behind it. Mm-hmm. And can they also check gender? I yes. feel like Chrissy Teigen did that. Yeah. You'll also know the yeah. gender you have. no Like that's, I think that was her argument is like, it's not that she, they were choosing to have a boy or a girl. It's like when you, when you get these embryos tested, you automatically know if it's right. a boy or a girl. So yeah. if you have one embryo that's a boy and one embryo that's a girl, you have to choose which one you want to be put I inside you. I don't even know Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, both of her yeah. her kids are from IVF. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. And and that's another actually maybe we can dive in later is like mm. the idea of like bringing this conversation to like the forefront of pop culture. But of like course. we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so then that happened. That fucking sucked, and we were really, you know, upset. And it's expensive. And in terms of time, like how long was it? Like in a month? Was that all in a month? Was no, it like- it's less than that. So you do the shots for 10 to 12 days and then then you auto, you go right into the egg retrieval like the next day um and then you know the day after that what how many embryos and then you know within five days if they're viable um, or not and how are you feeling during those 10 days like what is your body going through you're you know I mean, my experience hormones. first time around was different than my more recent experience but um that first time around I had a really bad headache the first day, I remember, and then you get really bloated. Like, you cannot wear your jeans, especially if you wear high-waist jeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you cannot wear, like, 
anything that's too fitted around your belly, your belly gets kind of sore. Um, and you can be cranky and you can be moody. You just don't know how you're going to react because it's hormones in your body. Right. Um, you should try if you can to rest as much as you can that week. Um, you can't exercise, you can't have sex. There's a lot of things you can't do just in case. Um, or just to be careful, I should say. So yeah, that happened then. And does your insurance cover IVF? They do not. However, they do not in Los Angeles. Certain places do cover it. Um, certain insurances do cover partial, partial part of it. Our insurance, like I have insurance through SAG and I have secondary insurance through my husband's Writers Guild and they do not cover anything that has to do with fertility. Damn. Great. I have SAG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not cheap. Um, yeah. So the first round of IVF did not work in the sense that we didn't have any viable embryos. So, you know, that sucks. You get really disappointed, discouraged. Um, it's kind of sad. You spend all this money. You go through this like emotional roller coaster. And how much money? It's about, well, it's about 15 to 30 grand, depending on how far you get, depending on where you go, depending on what city you're in. So it, it, it kind of varies, but mm. I don't think you can do IVF for less than like 10 to 15 grand. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. If you freeze your eggs, it's $10,000. Yeah, because so it it's like... the same process to freeze your eggs. You just wouldn't do the embryo part. So they right. would just, once you had your egg retrieval, they would just take those and freeze those. Mm. So it's literally the same process, and that's the part that costs about fifteen grand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the extra expenses are if you're going to do the genetic testing and you're going to freeze it and do all that stuff. Right. Um, so, okay. So then after that, um, we were like, you know what? This was last May, May of 2017. And I had a bunch of travel coming up, um, which was great because it was like a great like break and distraction. So I did a bunch of traveling. And then, you know, once that was done in September, I was like, well, now the holidays are coming. (laughs) I just wanted to like keep pushing it because like I really didn't want to do IVF again or go through it through it again. And of course, during this time, Damien and I were still trying naturally to have a baby. Um, And so our plan was, okay, let's, let's try IVF again at the end of the year. And in preparing for that, I was like, well, I just did all this traveling. I've just been eating like shit. I've been drinking a lot of alcohol. I'm going to take 30 days to just kind of cleanse myself. We did the whole 30. I didn't drink. Like it was, I was doing exercise. I was doing all these great things. At the end of the whole 30, two days later, I found out I was pregnant again. Wow. And we were like, what the so we were so excited and the same thing was like oh my god and because I was seeing a fertility doctor if you get pregnant naturally while you're seeing a fertility doctor you have to go in to see them immediately versus if you just get pregnant naturally your OB probably won't see you until you're like six weeks yeah um so they monitor it really closely you go in every other day to um, get tested for your hormone levels which should double every couple of days and it was confirmed that I was pregnant and it was healthy 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 and then at six weeks they were like this is gonna miscarry basically because the the hormones stopped doubling so again you know you go through that emotional thing and this time it was worse because at least the first time it just happened and I was like all right fuck this sucks but now I'm like oh I know this is gonna happen but I don't know when it's gonna happen and it didn't happen to a week and a half later so I was just basically walking around pregnant quote unquote, but oh. knowing that I was going to miscarry. So I had to still live my life like I was pregnant just in case. Right. Um, and then it miscarried and that again sucked. And we were just like, oh, okay, here we go. Now what? And it was after that, that happened in uh, October. It was in November, December when I was like, you know what? I'm going to share this experience with everybody. And I started writing about it. Wow. How, um, what was Damien's response when you said that you wanted to like go public? He was all for it. I mean, he he gets it. And he, you know, honestly, it's helpful for men to read and know about, too, because men go through certain aspects of it, too. I mean, obviously, they go through all of it, too, but they have to be there when, you know, their wife miscarries or when their wife has an unsuccessful IVF cycle Mm -hmm. and have to, 
you know, be that support system. So it was good for that too. I actually did get some messages from men too who oh, were that's like, awesome. yeah, that's who were great. like, it's so great that you're sharing this, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. how was your family? My family's great. Honestly, my mom came to New York from DR when she was young, like six. So she's very like, Americanized. Mm-hmm. And I think if my grandmother were still around, <laughs> I don't know if she would have been like cool with me yeah. telling or the just world. understanding about it. it. Yeah, or right? understanding yeah. it at all or even mm-hmm. understanding the whole IVF thing. I mean, right. my grandmother was asking me when I was having kids when I was like 20. You know, she was yeah. always like, when are you going to give <laughs> me great yeah, grandchildren? Right. I was like, okay, relax. Um, so I think, you know, I, I know there are Latin families where it might be a little harder for their families to understand, but luckily my mom is super like understanding and gets it and super supportive. Um, and so is my family in general. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of our family, like our extended family didn't know, didn't know what's going on. They just thought I didn't want to have kids where I was just like waiting to have kids. How did you deal with those questions? Because I think we all get them. Like you said, your grandmother started asking you when you were were 20. 20. (laughs) Other people, I mean, you know, people ask and I don't think that they always realize the sensitivity of asking. Yeah. And I know, again, Chrissy Teigen's obsession. Oh my God, I do remember that. I do remember she talking about. She talked about that. She's like, you do not know anyone's Mm -hmm. struggle and you can't assume. And mind you, she was in her 20s Mm -hmm. when she was experiencing these fertility issues and had IVF and, you know. Um, So how have you you know, dealt with people. Yeah. Well, in the blog post um, that I wrote, at the end of it, I give tips to people going through this or friends of people going through this. And I talk about all that. Like, people should not ever ask people when they are having kids or if they're having kids or or do they want kids or why don't they have kids because you don't know you don't Mm -hmm. know if someone doesn't want to have kids or if they are trying to have kids or if they just had a miscarriage a week ago or you know or if they're going through IVF right now you just don't know what people are going through and it's really none of your business like I get people are trying to be nice or maybe they have kids and they want you to have kids too yeah and it happens it's like it's non-stop because it's when Damien and I Damien's my husband when Damien and I were dating it was like when are you guys gonna get engaged yeah then you get engaged when, when are you gonna get married? married then you get married when are you gonna have kids yeah then you have kids we have one kid and they're like when are you gonna have the second kid like it's just right. like people never stop asking these questions and it's like when are you gonna die like I don't know <laughs> like, why are you so yeah it's like leave me alone um so yes I advise people to try not to ask or to be super sensitive about what they ask because here's the thing if someone wants to share their experience about getting pregnant or having babies with you they will you don't need to ask them they're gonna come to you with it um the other thing I try to tell people is to if someone does come with you come to you with their infertility x y and z like don't kind of give them advice as a know-it-all because people who are going through this likely the chances are they're likely researching the shit out of it and they're Mm -hmm. like you know online they're reading books they're asking their doctor so unless you personally went through the same thing that you know I, i just my biggest pet peeve is like oh um have you tried this this vitamin or have you done this thing yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh You're my like, god oh, i'm like yeah no that's probably not gonna work um <laughs> so yeah and they're like random things too people are like oh i believe it and especially in la i'm sure there's a lot of yeah. like holistic of course yeah right yeah hippy dippy which you know certain things do work like acupuncture is great um i actually think acupuncture helped me get pregnant naturally yeah the really? second time um because i started doing that as well um I'm like writing all these things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just being kind of sensitive around the whole, the whole subject because you really don't know. And it, and it isn't just women in their thirties and forties. It's, it's, it is women in their twenties now who are having issues or, you know, having struggles with, and with your, with your lifestyle, you, you mentioned, you know, you travel, you have a lot going on. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like you have such, you're exuding like such good energy about it. Like how have you managed to, come to terms with it and be able to talk about it so calmly. Yeah, I think I uh, I think partly it's just my personal like my personality in life I try to deal with tragedy in um a very like day-to-day basis whereas like I think once things happen in life it's the past, you can either learn from it 
or not, but either way you need to move on from it. So the only thing I can compare it to is like when someone you love passes away, like when my grandmother passed away, it was horrible. And I mourned her for, you know, a few days I was crying hysterically and it sucked and it's really emotional, but me being upset about it every day is not going to bring her back. Mm -hmm. So it's the same kind of thing. It's like me being sad about IVF and not being able to have a baby as of now, or me being playing like the victim or like, please feel bad for me is not going to help my case and it's not going to help other people. So I think I just look at it in a very, um, I don't know, a realistic, this is my, the the cards I've been dealt and I'm just going to deal with it and see what happens. I also think for me personally, I've never been a person, you know, certain women, their whole lives, all they want to be is a mom. And I've more looked at it like I have an amazing husband. I would love to have a child with him, but I don't need to be a mom to like complete my life Mm. where, you know, I think some women that, that really is important to them. Mm -hmm. And it's important to me, but I also believe everything happens for a reason. And this is all happening maybe because I'm supposed to go out and talk about it or maybe because I wasn't ready to be a mom three years ago. Whatever the case may be, I think everything happens for a reason. And I'm dealing with, thing, I'm dealing with it day by day. And mm-hmm. hopefully at the end of this, my husband and I will have a beautiful baby. But if not, maybe we'll adopt or maybe we just won't have kids and travel yeah. the world for the rest of our lives. <laughs> like, yeah. who knows? But that's kind of how I deal with it and see it. I mean, I think it's a beautiful way of, um, like, I, I've, I've been with my boyfriend for almost three years, and obviously we're not married, and or, or I don't have any kids yet, but I think of that, like, I'm about to be 32, I'm like, the, this could be some a path that I end up going down, and I think that I've, in some way, like, yes, I would love to have my own biological kids, but I've sort of already made peace with the fact that, like, I wouldn't mind adopting. Yeah. And I unfortunately wish that the United States had, like, it made it easier for us to adopt because I know that that's, like, a whole another crazy yeah. scenario. But there is, like, I think, I wonder if because of the pressure that's put on women is if we're almost set up to feel such strong disappointment and if we change the narrative and said that this doesn't need to happen the way that we've always seen it happen in order for us to feel complete if we could just like be more in control of our lives and our emotions Mm -hmm. because as it is right now I think I don't know man we're just like set up to like be stressed out and to really yeah and to worry about it all the time and be really sad about it I mean that was one of the things I think in my next post um well, I just did another round of IVF. So where we're at with that is it's so far it's been successful. Um, we're at the stage where we have one embryo who has made it and is is viable and will hopefully be the one. But he or she or it, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> the embryo is yeah. being tested. Baby uh, E. Baby E is being <laughs> tested right now. Um, and so we'll know if, you know, if it's free of like, if it's healthy or not. So we'll know that within the next couple of days, actually. Oh, okay. which is crazy. So we'll have to update you. Oh, yeah. This yes. is going to go up pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, I know, I know. So at this point, I've gotten far, far, at this point, I've gotten farther than I did, than we did like the first round. But, you know, we still don't know. Yeah. And if it does work and we do have like a healthy, viable embryo, that would be amazing. And the plan would be to transfer it and get pregnant sometime early next year. Um, again, to give my body a break because it's a lot mm-hmm. on your body with the hormones and everything else. Um, and that would be amazing. And that would yeah. be like, that would make me so happy to have a baby with my husband. But at the same time, if it doesn't work, this is what I want to write about in my next blog post once I know the results. It's like, I felt like the first round of emails and comments and questions, everyone, the outpouring was so beautiful. But there was also this sense of people kind of feeling bad, bad right? you know, they're like, like, you know, yeah, like a pity party. Like, like yeah. oh my God, I'm so sorry for you. I hope this, and I get people just want to like send their love and mm-hmm. send their like encouragement, but it really, parts of it like rubbed me the wrong way where I'm like, I'm going to be okay if this doesn't work. Like, mm. obviously I want it to work, but please don't feel bad for me. Um, and again, I think it goes back to just like how I see a child fitting in our lives versus some people it's all they want to do is be yeah. moms. Mm-hmm. 
That's so true. So what do you find was the most common response or question that you received from people once you shared your story? Um, <laughs> well, everyone wanted to know how old I was. <laughs> because she looks... She looks like she's 21, yeah. okay? Like her skin is popping. Hey, brown hey, Beautiful. Hey, thank up? you, ladies. Um, yeah, I mean, that's another thing I came out of, came out with this year. Because um, I turned 40 in February. So that was like another thing that I kind of was like, you know what? I'm just going to talk about this because people have no idea. And people think I'm in my 20s which is fine and great as an actor. I honestly mostly get casted as someone in their 20s. Um, but I was like, this is stupid. Like, I'm proud to be 40. I'm proud of every freaking year I've lived on this planet. Yeah. And I'm happy I look good for, quote unquote, good yeah. for my age. But at the same time, it was the same thing where I'm like, you know what? I need to talk about this because people need to realize that just because you're 40 doesn't mean you're supposed to look old or be a certain mm -hmm. way or dress a certain way or right. have a certain kind of life. And so that was like another conversation I had um, on Instagram where I was just like, hey guys, it's my birthday. I'm 40. And people like fucking lost their yeah. minds. <laughs> <laughs> collective like heart attack on your page like this bitch has been trolling us she's yeah I was like mm, have you seen my mom because she's almost 60 and she looks amazing um anyway so yeah I think that was the number one thing where people were just like wait a second how old are you why are you going through this but again it people in yeah. their 20s go through this yeah yeah that's crazy that I know I'm so, I, I'm like because when you had first mentioned like oh when I was 36 I was yeah like, and I was like what how old are you but that is that also I feel like that's just encouraging because I I mean I follow you on Instagram and so I love how open you are I love that it's not like this I'm 40 like this is my lifestyle now and I have to pretend <laughs> like I'm somebody you know I'm so mature yeah and I'm not saying you're not mature but you know what I mean I'm like, not mature <laughs> well I think like your emotional response to everything that you're going it's, through is undoubtedly yeah. mature. and I think that that is where age does play a role right yeah, like yeah you've experiencing and you've experienced things in your life that have reminded you this is going to suck if this doesn't work, but this is not the end of my existence. Right, yeah. And that comes with age and that comes with experience yeah. and that comes with being reminded of the hardships that so many other people are dealing with that, yeah. that you're like. Like I, if I don't have, a, you know, a failed IVF is not like stage four cancer. It's like I'm not going to pretend that this is, this sucks, but it's not as tragic. Like so, so many people are going through so many more tragic things in their lives. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, yeah, if I really want to be a mom that bad, if we really want to be parents that bad, we can adopt, which I mm -hmm. think is a beautiful thing. And yeah. maybe something we'll do, whether this works or not. Um, I mean, we've adopted pets that we love so much. Yeah. I'm like, I can't even imagine how much you'll fall in love with a baby you adopt. So, yeah. So I think, yeah, it's just having perspective on what... How has, has the dynamic with your relationship, your husband, changed? It's gotten stronger and better, honestly. Like, I, that's actually a really good question because people have asked that. And I think... Um, I think it can be really stressful on a relationship and as long as you and your partner are on the you know same page and there for each other um, my husband has been amazing and he's really like stepped up and I think you know he has seen what I'm going through like for men it's like they get the easy part um, always always <laughs> um, yeah and we um, actually we co-wrote my husband's a writer and I've started writing as well and we co-wrote a short film called Egg Day that's about the IVF experience and the egg retrieval day spe specifically because there was just some comedy that we found in the fact that there's this, you know, you go, the woman goes through 12 days, 10 to 12 days of these horrible shots and then the egg retrieval day comes and the woman goes into like a surgical room, gets put under and the man goes into a room and like jerks off to porn. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, how is this yeah, right. Dude, true story. For real. Yeah, so um, we just, you know, we shot it in January, and it's complete, and we just submitted it to a bunch of festivals. But, yeah, I think that was kind of eye-opening for everyone, even on set, like cast and crew, where they were like, holy crap, I had no idea. And I was like, yeah, this is, you know, this is good. This is actually really good for men to see also and know about. Well, that brings us back to the point that we were making earlier about bringing this into the conversation you know, and I think obviously we've talked about Chrissy Teigen a bunch of times on this episode, yeah. but that's because she 
is unfiltered in every possible way and including with her IVF journey. And do you wish that more people were open about their experiences? Would that help you at all? Or do you think that that would just help the population in general? I think that would help the population in general. I mean, I know for a fact that there are a lot of women in Hollywood who have done IVF or who have done egg freezing or have done, I mean, having a baby at 50 or, you know, Halle Berry and Janet Jackson, like that, those are not regular pregnancies. Right. And it's their right to not talk about it. That's fine too. But, um, I do think more and more women should talk about all of it though, not just IVF, but like miscarriages and Mm. using a surrogate and, you know, what happens when your husband can't have a baby or like whatever the case may be I just think there's so many stories out there and the more open we are about it the less taboo it becomes and the the more common people realize it is yeah and even like this idea I I was I don't know if it was like an article or a show that I was watching and it was like before like like 20 years ago when this subject wasn't as Mm -hmm. you know uh talked about as it is now um a lot the studies show that the in couples the fertility issues a lot of them came from the men, mm-hmm. but it was so not even a, to- a topic of discussion. And it was even like, it's obviously not my problem. It's her problem. You know what I mean? Right, right, and it's right. like now, thankfully, these conversations have been at least expanding a little bit more mm-hmm. to say like, no, dude, like, you know, we got to take you in too because you have a lot to do with this situation as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is 50-50. It is 50-50. It is 50-50. Right, <laughs> That DNA is 50-50, so. <laughs> so have you decided um, after this, would this be the last IVF? Yeah, we have decided on that, at least for now. Um, you know, I I don't want to physically go through it again. Uh, I don't want to emotionally go through it again. We don't want to financially go through it mm-hmm. again. So it's like, to us, you know, it's been three a three-year journey now Mm -hmm. of like miscarriages and IVF and this and that and the other and it's just like at a certain point you have to decide what's enough for you I mean there are women who who do five rounds and and it doesn't work and you know round six works or there are women who you know first round first round works and there you know and then there's women who you know none of them work and then they say all right never mind and they adopt the baby and then they get pregnant naturally it's just so many ways that this can go down um, so I mean, Charlotte, Sex in the City. She adopted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't remember that either. Right? Right? Like, but I'm with it. Yeah. I, I, I get what you mean, though. Um, yeah, and that's you know, that's also kind of a, a fear of mine because you know I have heard that story so many times. I know two women who thought they couldn't have babies and at 45 got pregnant. Um, so I think for us, this is the last round. Hopefully, it'll work. If it doesn't work you know, obviously we'll keep trying the natural way because I'm not going to stop having sex with my husband. Um, and then, I don't know. I, I think if we were to adopt, it wouldn't be for a while. It wouldn't be to like 45. And until I know I really can't, until until I know like there's absolutely no way you can have a baby, Yeah. then I would. Gracie, what do you tell like women who are, I don't know, late 20s, early 30s, even if they even if they are in a relationship, even if they're not thinking about having children now, even if, you know, whatever stage they are on their life. Basically, their what do you want to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, there's a friend. I have like three friends. One has a boyfriend. The other one's married. Oh my God, I love this. Like, what do you tell I, young women that are kind of like, not even, don't even, does it, this doesn't even cross their minds. Yeah. Which, you know what? It, in, in a way it shouldn't, but in a way it should. And I right. think that needs to be the conversation that needs to be had. If you have the money or can get the money to freeze your eggs, I say absolutely go for it. If you think or know that you want to be a mom one day, there is no harm in doing it. And that way you're kind of, I, I just also feel like, okay, this is going to be a weird analogy, but I think it's an appropriate <laughs> one. As an actress, I think it's an appropriate one. So, Actors. A lot of times actors have to wait tables or do something else because acting may not provide the money they need to pay the bills, right? Mm -hmm. But when that happens and they have this job they hate and they're not really making money, they go into these auditions desperate to book it, right? Because they're like, if I don't book this job, I don't get SAG insurance or Mm -hmm. I don't get to pay my whatever. And that usually results in a shitty audition, right? Mm -hmm. I think the same thing happens to women. At a certain point, 
something creeps in your head like I'm getting old I need to get married I need to have children I need to find the right man to have babies with I want to be a mom now think about how your mindset would be if you're 29 or 30 and you're still single but hey I have these eggs frozen so it really doesn't matter if I'm single if I'm 35 and I'm single I if I want to be a mom I can be a mom it's that confidence of going into a relationship without that like desperation of this relationship has to work because time is running out Mm -hmm. which I just think so many women put this pressure on themselves that like I need to make this work because I want a b and c but if you can just be like hey I got some eggs in the freezer (laughs) (laughs) want to come over for dinner (laughs) (laughs) like I don't need you for that but maybe this could be a good relationship I don't know I don't know it's a weird analogy but I think it's just like removing that that like aspect of I need this for this. It's like I already got this because even worst case scenario, like you give me forty and single, and like be like, oh, well, I want to have a baby. Then you have your eggs and you get a sperm donor or whatever the yeah, case may be. It just gives women options. It gives you power. Yeah. yeah, that's what it does. It's like the the man wants to get us down and take away our power, and we're taking it <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a reason why men are you know sometimes drag their feet because they know they can have children till they're like fifty or sixty with no yeah, problem, yeah, yeah. seventy sometimes. You know got George Clooney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He never had to like worry about right. it because, and now he has twins. Yeah, I'm sure that was from IVF too. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just think it, if you can do it, it just would give you this amazing freedom in so many aspects of your life to just not have to worry about that. Yeah. I wish insurance covered it. Seriously. We need to like, that's well, it's not going to happen on this administration. Oh, <laughs> yes, for me, I'm sure. <laughs> that's another subject. <laughs> so just to wrap this up, was there any resource or book or yeah. anyone in particular that you, you know, that really helped you when you were trying to get all the answers and figure out like, um, journey? um, I'm well, I did a little bit of research just like online, like literally Googling like IVF, what is IVF? Just to kind of figure out what it was. But um, I think I'm one of those people who I just wanted to know the very basics. I didn't want to get into this tunnel of you know, chats and chat rooms and and groups, groups and, and, and yeah. Facebook pages. Yeah. Like I just, I didn't want to be inundated with all that because there's a million different ways this can go. There's a million different stories. So I just kind of went in it wanting to know the basics, wanting to know what's going on with my body. And that was it. As far as like what made me or what helped me to tell my story, a blogger friend of mine, Kim, her blog is called Eat Sleep Wear, went through a similar situation um, and was open about all her ex- all her um, experience, her whole journey, and now she's pregnant. Aww, yeah, that's yeah. So um, she really helped me be okay with telling my story. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, anything that you're working on right now, or that where can people check you out, find you? <laughs> <laughs> um, please check me out on Instagram. <laughs> Just follow me there um, at Gracie Mercedes. Uh, my film Egg Day will hopefully be screened in LA soon and then hopefully get into more uh, film festivals and then I'm also writing a pilot right now um, that should be done by the end of the summer nice set those goals yeah 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 yeah. and then you know acting stuff yeah (laughs) that's so awesome like Guys, I, we didn't actually talk about this on while we were recording, but prior to us turning on the mics, I basically told Gracie we could have had, we could talk to her about everything. So many because things. Yeah. She's a very multifaceted yeah. woman with a lot of cool stories. So hopefully we can have her back and we can, you know, maybe there'll be a plus one next time. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so. it could either be a dog or a baby. I, yeah. don't, I don't really mind either way. I know Yay. she's got a cute dog. I do have the cutest dog. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, thank Gracie, you, for Gracie. sharing your story. Honestly, for me. it's eye-opening it for is. myself, so yeah. I can only imagine for everybody else. Are you guys going to go freeze your eggs now? Uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to go check you my know, bank account yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, I know, for sure. I'm going to call my aunts in Mexico, see what's going on down there. Actually, <laughs> How much is going to cost me down there? I did hear or read something about international like stuff. It's cheaper 
other places for sure. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I like, know, right? They yeah. might take something else out. When yeah. They <laughs> I don't know if you want to risk it, but uh, yeah. But maybe we'll set up like a GoFundMe for yeah. you guys. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Tell your family, just give you money for Christmas. You go. Good idea. Done. Good idea. Hey, Our done. birthdays are coming up. That's so, so, hey. So true. <laughs> Forget that yoga membership, <laughs> mom. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. And Gracie, thank you. Thank you. First of all, I feel like I need to go run and get my For real. Like, I'm going to TJ, okay? Who's with me? Who's coming with me? TJ is Tijuana for everyone else who's like, (laughs) why is she going to Trader Joe's right now? What does she that need? That is exactly what I thought you were talking about. I'm like, yes, let's go eat our feelings. I'm with let's you. Let's get some do good, this. some goodies. She was amazing. I loved her, and I love that she was so calm about everything. Like, yeah, I feel like it is such a sensitive subject, and that's why sometimes people don't even want to have these conversations. But she was so open and so raw with everything that she's gone through that it's super admirable. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's what we need to do is be able to have these conversations because I think that we're all in our own little bubbles thinking about this yeah. stuff. I mean, I know I've definitely like deep thought, down, right? Right. Yeah. We're like, oh, what is that Children. even? What's what does that, that like? mean? What's yeah. So I'm just happy that we were able to have this conversation. And again, so, so grateful to Gracie for coming on and being honest and sharing her story and her experience. And, you know, like she said, follow her on her Instagram at Gracie Mercedes. We'll put up her information. So if you have any other additional questions, please definitely ask her. I don't know if you guys should direct them towards us because we don't really have answers for you. We'll probably be like, Gracie, can we? I know, exactly. We'll just like shoot them her way. But But it was definitely like a wait, hold up moment for me right now, just in terms of all the conversations we've we've been having about relationships, you know, and like, what do we want out of life and like feeling right now, like especially you and I are in our birth month. So it's like very a new year, like very reflective and very like, okay, what is it that I want? out of life you know yeah. so it was definitely literally things she was saying i was like right, wait hold up let me write that down wait hold up i definitely want that to be me <laughs> like okay i need to do that taking notes i mean i'm inspired by like the strength and the sort of like practical side uh, of her approach is like right. you know if this works amazing and this is would oh, be yeah, great but that. if it doesn't like that doesn't make me any less of a human and that my woman or a woman and that my existence continues. And I just wish that we as a society could change the conversation and even like let people know that this is a, an option like granted it is very pricey. Um, I won't deny that, but I think that this is something that I just wish we would talk more about and that it wouldn't be like, this hidden idea that doesn't exist. So I'm super appreciative. Yeah. Another wait, hold a moment for sure. That's been happening in these last few weeks. And we've been trying to be extremely vocal on our social about it has been the situation at the border with Mexico and the child separation of, of a lot of families that are coming from Central America, especially from Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala. And what's happening with the, the administration and what they implemented a few months ago with this zero tolerance policy, taking it away, so much going on, Jess. I know we've been talking a lot about it ourselves, um, but we shared a lot of resources and a lot of ways that you guys can help and participate. Yeah, I, I think it's like right now is a time where we definitely feel super helpless and we don't even know where to begin. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we're giving you guys some of the power in terms of knowing like what organizations are reputable that you can either donate your time or your money to. And even if it's a matter of like you don't have money or you don't have time that you can donate, just sharing it on your right. own platform. What can you pose? What exactly. can you do? because I think that we need to be as vocal as possible and of course reaching out to your senators your representatives in Congress doing as much as possible because I think what we're seeing you know as we after we just had this conversation about like the value of life and how hard it is to bring a child into this world to then be in this space where as a society we're looking at such cruelty be, and and the pain that these children are going to live with and the trauma that they're gonna, them and their parents are going to have for decades to come is just it really is honestly super sad and it's been something that I know I was in a big funk last oh, week oh yeah me too and it's hard to shake so 
I think that a lot of that also relates to us not feeling like we can do enough. So right. the little bit that we can, we want to continue to do. And also we love when you guys tell us of other organizations. Yes, please. please continue Events to that you guys are doing. There's so much going on. I think the it's such a sad situation. It's such a heartbreaking situation because it's, you know, we have cameras now and we have video now. We have audio. It's, and it's very limited. You know, it's yeah. not like they, they've given... Uh, these agencies have not given access to the media. To, it's not New York Times. Come on in and check out the facilities. No, it's literally them providing us with what they want us to see, right? right? And even what they want us to see is awful. Like oh, it's yeah. these things that you're like, wait, you you have these kids in cages. Where are the girls? Where are the babies? Like, I mean, it's the situation. I mean, we can go on and on about the situation. We can talk about the political aspect of it. I personally believe it's like the lowest of the low that this administration has done in terms of what's been happening with children in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, people have been sharing so much and we wanted to be a part of it as well so that you don't feel powerless in this Absolutely. struggle and that you know that your voice matters as well, even though we're having these, when we have these conversations about life and about helping one another and being there for even, even if that doesn't, anything to do with you you know a lot of people are like well you know i'm not central america it doesn't you know that's like, like it, it who cares like I, it's, yeah. they're, they're your they're, they're people and there are people and they're here to seek asylum they're not here to you know do any like they are refugees um so it's like thinking about this in a different light go out there be vocal about it post about it share it with your family members Go to protests if you want to. Go to Texas and go. There's a lot of need down there as well for um, people that speak Spanish, that speak other native tongues of these countries. And so, there are protests happening around the country on June 30th. So if that's something that you want to be a part of, definitely find one that's local for you. Um, and in addition to our social media as a way to find out information or what we're trying to plug you guys into, we also just launched our first newsletter. Oh, yeah. I and know. it's got updates from us it has updates on past episodes it's got fun gifts if that's your thing right so we definitely want to make sure that you're plugged into everything that's happening if you're not already subscribed to it you can either dm us on instagram your email address or you can email us uh, weightholdsuppodcast at gmail.com so that we can add you to the list we're working on a website so until then we need to add you all manually. Right. So get in on the fun. And it tells you about upcoming events like our next Beyonce dance uh -huh. plan. It's coming, Ooh. yeah. I'm it's coming for at that you guys one. on August 5th. August 5th. So we're going to start, start selling tickets in July and we will plug you in once those are available. Awesome. We'll make sure to uh, drop some love on in, on iTunes. We're on Spotify now. Ooh, yeah. That was like a big deal. Oh I was God. so happy. It I was like shedding forever. a tear. I was like, <laughs> I'm like we've us. made it. We're with we've Beyonce. Yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> Wait, hold up. So make sure you check us because a lot of people were asking us like, when are you girls going to be on Spotify? So you guys can listen to us on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play, Google Play, on Stitcher, on, we're pretty much everywhere now. Right. It's finally, I feel like we can say that, say that right. everywhere that you pretty much listen to podcasts and make sure you follow us at Wait Holds Up Pod, Yarel underscore Ramos, hey, at Hey, hey Jess Molina. Molina. You know, we're, we're around in yeah, the interwebs. We're doing our thing. Doing so our thing. thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for following us and giving us so much love on all our social and we're going to be sending you guys a lot of love as well. Yes. Much besitos, besitos. and love. Bye. Bye. Wait, hold up. What's up, loves? I just had to come up here and give you all an update because as I'm editing the episode, Gracie just sent me a text message that said that their embryo is healthy. So by early next year, they're going to transfer the embryo. And then hopefully if all goes well... They will have a baby by the end of 2019, so we are super, super excited for her, and we'll be sending her all the prayers and good energy so that she can have a healthy and happy baby. We hope that you will join us in sending her mad love and hit her up on her social and show your support. Thanks, guys. Bye.